You're listening to the Rise in Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love relationship and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. I know this is one of the most frustrating and painful experiences of modern dating and I just really want to break this down and I want to break it down in a way that you can actually understand and also take some of the intensity out of this experience because I know that it can get very heavy and sad and really slow down any woman who's sort of in the process of dating seriously, especially if you're dating seriously for marriage. So before I get into it, I want to make this caveat that what I'm really talking about here is when someone disappears after a handful of dates, after one date, two dates, three dates, four dates, five dates. I'm not talking about when you're in a committed relationship with someone or you're really getting serious with someone and then they disappear, okay? If you have a boyfriend and he ghosts you, that's going to be bizarre, right? Like that is not a normal way of interacting with people. So that's really not what we're talking about here. This is someone that you're in the dating stage. You're getting to know him. It's been a handful of dates. Okay, so what are some of the main reasons? So the first reason that a guy might disappear after acting really interested, we're going to just start with the sex part. So in some cases, it's that he really just wanted to have sex and you didn't have sex. Or it could be that he really just wanted to have sex and you did have sex, right? But it's this idea that like his primary motivation in terms of relating to you was about sex. And it's annoying because it really can go both ways because sometimes it's just that like he really wanted to have sex, you had a handful of dates and it didn't happen and he was kind of like, all right, it seems like maybe it's not going to happen and so he disappears. I know that's really frustrating and hurtful, but honestly, it's like he's doing you a favor because if that was really how he was approaching things with you, it's not likely that that was going to be someone that would ever turn into something really lasting. It sucks when it happens, but it's worth knowing earlier on. If that was his primary motivation, that's just not your person. And it doesn't make him bad or wrong. You know, I think one of the things that women do a lot is because we operate so differently than men, we are very inclined to like make them wrong for all of the things that they do that a lot of men do that just like we would never do, right? So it's like, he's allowed to just want sex. It is fine for him to be dating with that as his primary intention. Just like it's completely fine for you to be dating with the intention of finding someone to marry, right? Like people can have what they want. They can want what they want. What this really means though, is it's up to you to know what your standards and boundaries are, right? So if that is his intention, that's fine. Don't make him bad or wrong for that. And you know, it's not just about saying like, oh, don't blame men, let them off the hook for things. This is really for your benefit. When we're talking about manifestation, if you are constantly telling the story about how wrong and how bad guys are for doing these things that like they're allowed to do, it's just going to make it harder for you to connect with the kind of men that you want. When you're focusing on them doing these things that you don't want them to do, that's where you're focusing. 
right? So it's like you're telling your brain, look out for these bad behaviors from men, right? Like this is all that happens with men. You're programming your own subconscious to seek the thing that you don't actually desire. So you wanna stay very aware of that. When someone acts in a way that's not aligned with what you want, instead of making them wrong or bad, you wanna just try to let the story go, right? And it's like, okay, this particular thing happened. I don't have to add a whole lot of story to it and I can just move on. So that's sort of the first scenario. And then the other scenario is that he wanted to have sex and you did have sex. And that's all that he wanted from the dynamic and so he disappears. This, I find, is very painful for most women. You know, I know that a lot of dating coaches will give advice and they'll say things like, this is why you should not have sex before you're in a committed relationship, or this is why you have to go on, I don't know, seven dates, and that's when you can sleep with him. I don't believe in setting arbitrary rules like that because I think they're arbitrary, and I don't think that they ultimately serve you because they don't work across the board, right? Like, <laughs> there's probably guys that you... I've slept with very early on and it still went on to become a relationship. And there's plenty of women that are married to guys that started out as one night stands. So there's no like hard and fast rule or you could wait six months and sleep with someone and it still doesn't work out. None of these hard and fast rules really work. And the reason is because it's not the amount of time that's going to make a difference to the man in terms of whether or not he's going to move things forward. What you actually have to pay attention to and what is actually going to make a difference is how strongly does he feel towards you, right? How committed is he to getting to know you in a deeper way? How committed is he to moving forward a relationship with you? And that can happen in pretty much any amount of time. In some situations, a guy can know immediately, this woman could really be something special to me. And you could sleep with him very early on and things still move forward because he was already invested. Emotionally, he'd already decided this was someone I really wanna to get to know. And so that's actually what is going to make a difference. That's actually what you have to think about. Forget any of the arbitrary timelines because there's no magic number. There's no magic number of dates. It's how invested is he in this relationship and in me and in getting to know me in a deeper way. Sometimes it's hard to know, right? Like you may not necessarily know where he is. So here's what you need to do. You need to make sure that when you are making the decision to sleep with someone, you're doing it because that's what you want to do. Not because you're hoping to manipulate him or manipulate the situation or get some particular result, which is actually a way that a lot of women approach sex, right? Like we know, okay, guys like this. So I want to make sure that he knows that like, it's going to be so good. I want him to know that like the chemistry is real between us. Like I want him to, you know, think about me in this particular way. Right? So it's like you're going into it hoping to get something. You're hoping to prove something or get a particular result, right? And it's like, it's kind of manipulative for one, but also if it doesn't work, you're going to feel much more disappointed. What you have to think about is, is this actually something I have the desire to do? Based on the relationship I'm forming with this person, is this what feels best for me? Is this what seems right for me? right? Not because he's pressuring me, not because I think he'll like me better, not because, you know, I think that he'll commit to me just because like, this is where we are in the relationship. This seems like the next logical step. This is the choice that I'm making. This is what I want to do. And this is what's best for me. And when you can do that without attachment, without saying like, oh, now that we're doing this, it has to mean this. Everything just gets to be lighter and easier and unfold in a much more natural 
way and in a way that's gonna feel a lot better for you. So that's really what you wanna think about. Like, if you sleep with him and he doesn't call, then what? Are you gonna feel absolutely devastated? Are you gonna feel like he used me? He took advantage of me? If that's the case, then don't do it, right? Like, you have to make the conscious choice. Is this something that I want? right? Like you're not like giving into him. You're not giving him something. It's a choice that you get to make. So that's really the first reason. So you just want to keep in mind that when it comes to sex, you're making the choice that's right for you. You're not doing it before you're ready. You're not doing it if you don't really want to, and you're not doing it in the hopes of getting something from him. You don't want to use sex as like a bargaining chip with him. Don't use it as a way of finagling commitment out of him when you don't really feel like the relationship is there or he's not really trying to move the relationship forward in that way. Here's what I mean. Sometimes women will wait until they're in the heat of a moment with the guy and they're like getting really hot and heavy and it's like very clear where things are headed and she's like, wait a second, you know, I don't like to sleep with more than one person at a time. Like, I really feel like if we're going to do this, we should just be sleeping with each other. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, no problem. I'm not sleeping with anyone else. You know, and it's like that night he's not, but maybe the night before. Right, and it's like trying to like trick him into commitment, not trick him, but like manipulate him. You're trying to get it in the moment, knowing that like he wants a particular thing. First of all, I don't believe in exclusivity without a relationship. And so I wouldn't advise that because I think you're selling yourself short. And here's what I see as the difference. Sometimes people can be exclusive, but it's like there's still an opening where the commitment is not at the same level as if you were in a relationship. Now, not everyone is going to think about this exactly the same way, but it does sometimes happen that people are in this relationship where they're only hooking up with each other, and so they're exclusive, but they're not in a committed relationship. They're exclusively hooking up with each other. They're not in a committed relationship moving towards, you know, a long term or a future or anything like that. So I would be really clear and make sure that you're on the same page if you decide to become exclusive. What does that actually mean? And definitely don't try to get it in the heat of the moment. It's just not a move that's actually going to get you closer to what you want. That sort of arrangement is not likely to last. It's not likely to be something that will actually be built upon. The second reason that a man might act really interested and then disappear is that he discovered that there was some big issue in terms of the compatibility or the energy that he wants to feel. The only reason that any man really chooses a particular woman is because of her energy. Right? It's going to be the way that he feels around her, when he feels when he's with her and when he's thinking about her. Right? It's like there's all sorts of women that he may be attracted to, but the reason that he's going to decide to be with someone versus just wanting to hook up with someone is going to be the energy that he gets from her. And so if at some point he realizes that the energy is not everything he wants, he may decide not to pursue the relationship any further. Or it could be that he has just realized that there's some major incompatibility. There's something about what you want for each other and your goals and how you're moving forward in life that's not a match. One of the things that's very challenging for women is that we can get very invested very early on. And while a man might be approaching dating to really vet you and get to know you and he's really using that time to date properly, sometimes women are not doing that. The purpose of dating is vetting. It's really about vetting. It's about getting to know someone. It's about sifting through the information you're able to gather to determine, is this someone that I really could be with? A lot of women don't really use it for that. 
right? Like sometimes women get so excited about being in a relationship that they want to skip through dating. They're like, I hate dating. I don't want to do this part, right? Like they just want to go to being in a relationship. They just want a boyfriend. But you can't do that. You've got to actually slow down and vet the person and get to know the person so that you don't end up in these relationships where you're like, why is this my boyfriend? Like we actually don't get along. We have nothing in common. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same interests. We don't have the same values, you know? And then it's like you find yourself three months, six months, nine months down the line and you just feel like you've wasted time because this was a person that was never right for you. But because you were so easy to get, stop dating and to actually get into a relationship, you ended up actually slowing yourself way down. The third reason that this might happen is that he could feel that you were becoming too needy. He could feel that you were putting too much hope and too much expectations onto the relationship and onto him, and it didn't feel good. So sometimes I talk about how our energy expands and it contracts. And so often when we're single and we're sort of focusing on manifesting love, we're able to expand our energy and we create this big expansive energy that's very attractive, it's magnetic. But then once you meet someone you like, sometimes your energy starts to close. It starts to contract. And sometimes it contracts right on that person where you feel like it has to be him. How can I get it to be him? I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't work out with him. I hate the thought of starting over. It'll be so miserable. I'll be so upset. And it becomes this very heavy thing. And it's not just that it's not attractive or magnetic. It's that it's actually repellent. This vibe, this energy of being needy or desperate or needing it to work out, it pushes men away. It's too much pressure and it doesn't feel good for them. And so this often happens when a woman meets someone and she starts to like him, almost as soon as she starts to like him, she starts worrying that it won't work out. So instead of the way that she sort of approached the first date, which is like with excitement and anticipation and feeling open and looking forward to the possibilities, she's thinking about what if I lose him? right? And it's like the energy can switch so fast and so early on and it pushes them away. So what you really have to think about is maintaining the energy that you have towards yourself when you're feeling really good single, right? When you're like taking care of yourself and you're living your best life and you're having so much fun and you're doing the things that you want to do and you're giving yourself the experiences and the love and the attention that you want from another person. Right When you can actually continue doing that, even when you meet someone you like, it gives him the space to decide, does he want to move the relationship forward? Does he really like you? And it gives you the space and the time to make sure you really like him. A lot of times we're just falling in love with like a projection or an ideal and we don't actually even know the person. So you want to slow down and actually get to know the person in front of you and just keep gathering information. And it's like everything that happens when you're dating, it's all information. It's all just information, right? If he flakes on you at some time, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to end the relationship right then, but it's information, right? If he's inconsistent, that's really good information. If you find out he lies to you, that's good information. If you see that he's really mean to people sometimes, that's good information. If he's kind of obsessed with his work and doesn't really seem to be able to incorporate anything else into his life, that's good information, right? It's all just gathering information and you want to actually gather that information so that you can decide, is this someone that is really worth having in my life that enriches my life and makes me happier? So the next reason I want to cover is probably the one that most of you are most afraid of. And that is that he has met someone else or he has gotten back together with an ex. 
And I know that this is probably where your mind immediately goes when someone seems to be pulling away or he seems to have disappeared. And I know that this is, for a lot of women, very painful to think of. But of course this happens sometimes, right? Like sometimes it just happens that people meet and the conditions are right and the energy just moves forward really quickly. And you're like, how could this happen? We were really getting to know each other. I thought it was going so well. It happens, okay? And so I know that it sucks and it does hurt and it's fine that it hurts. But what you don't wanna do is make the other person, if you happen to know that that's the case, don't make them better than you. Sometimes women, I mean, people in general do this because we tell stories, like we're meaning makers. And so sometimes women will start telling this story that it's like, if I were more beautiful, if I were younger, if I were smarter, if I were funnier, if I were sexier, if I had done this differently, if something were different, I could have changed the way this happened. And it's like, you can do this over and over again and sort of start to drive yourself crazy. You know, or we start trying to find out every single bit of information we can about this other person. Like, what does she have that I don't have? What did she do that I didn't do? What did I do wrong? Stop telling these stories that hurt yourself. Like, you're hurting yourself because you don't know. You are just making things up and they're making you feel worse. If you're going out with someone and you're starting to really like him and you're like getting excited, you're like, oh my God, this could really be something. Things are going so well. He has all the qualities that I like. And you're feeling really good about it. And then he disappears. There's like a couple of ways you can approach it, right? One way is that you tell the story that says, this always happens to me. No one ever chooses me. Why aren't I good enough? This is so unfair. Men are such assholes. They're the absolute worst. This is so frustrating. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I just don't get love and like, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just the men. It's my city. I live in the wrong city clearly because every guy here is a total jerk. There's no way I'm going to have luck ever getting married in the city. I have to move. Why bother moving? Because even if I move, I'm still not going to get love because no one ever wants me. Right? Like that's one version of the story you could tell. Or you could tell a story that's like, I met someone that I really liked. That is freaking cool. It's been a while since I met someone I liked and I love the reminder that there are great guys out there. And it was only two dates, but it was pretty fun. And if I could have two fun dates with him, then obviously I can have two fun dates with anybody else. I know that I am a great person. Of course I'm worthy of love. Of course I'm gonna have love. And you know what? I'm so sure that I'm gonna get love that I don't even care if it takes a few more months. Heck, even if it takes a few more years. Like I have all the time in the world. I have all the time that I need. I'm just gonna keep having fun. I'm gonna keep exploring my interests. Oh, there was this thing that I wanted to do. I gotta sign up for that. That reminds me. I wanna make plans with some of my friends. I have so much going on. Life just gets to keep getting better and better, right? Like, which story are you going to tell? Sometimes we look at the circumstances of like a man disappearing and we just decide that that is wrong. It's inherently wrong. And it is inevitable that we are going to be miserable about it. But it's not true. The circumstance of the man not calling you, not texting you, not continuing to see you, it's just a circumstance. And the way that you feel about it is going to be determined based on the thoughts and the stories you're telling. 
And you have to remember that you always have control over your own thoughts, right? Like you're making up the stories. So it's like, imagine if you walk into this library and there's all these books and you've written all of the books, by the way, every single book, you know, it's like in Beauty and the Beast when she's got that amazing library with like the sliding ladder, right? And you, every day you go and pick out one of the books that has this like sad, miserable story. And you're like sitting and you're reading the story and you're just like, this is the saddest, most depressing story ever. And then you put the book away and you leave your little library and then the next day you come back and you pick that same book off the shelf and you sit there reading it and you're so sad and you're so miserable. And it's like, girl, stop reading that damn book. Pick up a different one. Pick up a different one. You've got this whole library. Go pick out one of the books that feels really good. Pick out the book that's like, I am the most bad bitch that's ever existed. I am so fabulous. People are so lucky to be around me. I am so charming and delightful. Everybody that meets me just adores me. I'm having fun. I just assume everyone likes me. So if someone disappears, I just feel like they got lost, right? Like, I don't know where he is. That's not my concern. There's so many amazing people to meet out here. Like, pick that book off the shelf. That's really what I want to leave you with because I think that's the most important part of all of this is that you get to control your own thoughts and feelings, even if you can't ever control another person, because the truth is you can't. So before I end, I just want to mention that I have a pretty awesome free masterclass that you can take. It's called Magnetism Formula, and you can sign up at magnetismformula.com. I'm also going to link it below. And in that masterclass, I go through my entire formula for manifesting love. So it's really good. I hope that you take advantage of it because I made it for you. So let me know in the comments. I want to hear from you. Has a guy ever disappeared on you? And if so, did you ever find out why? But also tell me, have you ever disappeared on someone? And if so, what was the reason? I hope this video really served you well and I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise in Love podcast.